And Knock Madness by Hobson, um, another funk volume artist. And I can honestly say, um, from the moment you put this on, like Hobson is one of them guys that he just has energy for days. In the first half of this album, you definitely feel that energy, that vibe that he gives off. And I, I like when Hobson is like that because like, I feel like that's his, his comfort zone. But on this project, he definitely showed me um, a, a more subdued side, a less energetic side of him. He still had my attention because he was talking about a lot of real life situations. Like, give me that money. I thought, I thought that was interesting. You know how like, you know when you, when you make it and people perceive you to have some dough, everybody's always asking you for some money. Oh yeah, I'm gonna pay you back, I'm gonna pay you back. And you know, they don't. And, and I definitely liked the, uh, the lunchtime cypher. I thought that was cool. It definitely brought back memories for me being in high school. You know, like I said, we had a couple of rappers in, in, in my school and we just come up with beats and then during lunch, they would just go at it. So that definitely, you know, brought me back. And, and I definitely like the track with uh, Tech 9 like, you know, the whole rock thing. I, I, don't, I don't think there's really a, another hip hop artist that does rock hip hop better than Tech. You know, I, I just think that his flow and his, his voice, just how he commands that, I just think that's amazing. And also, I really like the track, I think it's Who's There, is that the one with Dizzy and Jaren? So the whole funk volume uh, cast. And, and, and the reason why I really like that is because, like I was saying, Hobson is so energetic. Dizzy is the polar opposite. And Jaren is right in the middle, and you put them all together, it sounded really dope to me. You know, because Dizzy had to bring, had to match their energy level of Jaren and Hobson and I like that. And you know, Jaren was kind of in the middle in this one and you know, Hop man, Hobson was just, he was riding. But I like this project. Um, overall, I, when I first put it on, you know, all of you Twitter people definitely made me feel like I was missing something. So I was like, okay, let me go and listen to this. I just thought he was gonna keep the whole energy throughout. He didn't, but I feel like he replaced it with, with, with clever content. So I, I'm, I'm cool with that. I actually thought this was my least favorite funk volume project that came out this year. Cause he had like my best, my favorite, one of my favorite songs on here, which was um, Hip Hop Sinister, followed by my least favorite song on the whole album. Good guy gets gets the get the last laugh or good guy, guys, good guys uh, get left get left behind. Yeah, like that one, and then um, Lunchtime Cipher, which was followed by Dream Forever. It was like my two favorite songs were like sequence right next to my least favorite songs now I thought it could have been sequenced a little bit better it, it, this project was like kind of hit and miss it just pretty much sounded like he was so bitter from not getting ass throughout this whole album with the <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying like if you listen to if you listen to what's that uh, what's that track called? hold on if you listen to um I should have like, fucked you when I had to change yeah, still got love for you. Oh my God. Um, um, still oh. got love for you. So B, you never been in that situation before? Hell no, Peter, been in that motherfucking situation. I can't stop B. Shit. You shit. Girls been in that situation with B. Because B, come on, man. Better ask somebody. I'm just saying this song, he just sounded like. I'm just saying this song, he sounded real bitter and just like kind of complaining about that. I'm glad he kind of took me, kind of took me into what he's been going through since he's been. So called being, you know, being famous in the rap game and everything like you silly, man. Including not getting, yeah, including not getting coochie. <laughs> I mean, just for them songs, I'm like, damn, dude. I mean, that's what I picked up from. I'm like, damn, dude, you sound like bitter as hell. But I thought this project was cool. It, like I said, it was my least favorite funk volume release that came out this year. I thought it was okay. It had some good hit or miss songs. I thought the production was was fairly good. I think he matched his production level. You know, stepped up his production level from Raw. Actually, on this one, I thought I thought it was fairly good. It was just. 
some of the like you hear some good songs like, oh shit hip-hop censored then they get to this song like oh man what the hell and then of course you can tell from his rhyme scheme and wordplay cadence is he kind of is no stranger that he's influenced by eminem a lot so you can tell that the shock value he goes for his lyrics and everything that's 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 obvious you ain't gonna state the obvious but i thought the hooks on here was pretty corny as well dream forever was bad him which trying to dream see? forever you keep talking about that which one that's the one remember. where he was uh, he was in the he rapping about he was in heaven dreaming yeah, about this about chick. and so he killed her he killed himself, he killed himself, he killed so, he himself so he can be with her forever yeah that's what it's called dream forever. i don't remember that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he was like i told you i'll take a bullet for you <laughs> and then he shot, <laughs> and then he shot himself so, so he, he, he was forever. so in love with that woman that he was having a dream you only got been in love before god Undying love. Like, I guess it's hard. What, what she, what it's, she, it's hard to take them serious when you just hear, you know, songs like hip hop sinister and the, and 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 what else? I even like um that. But that just shows a balance in them. I think most of his love stories do have true. a dark side to them, though. But it's hard to take him seriously, though. I think that's why he says, I'm going to kill myself in the third verse. I don't think he's really trying to come off that serious. Maybe in Good Guys Get Left Behind. Uh, or whatever. Yeah, that one. That you know, one. That was, but he still was like, you know, still was kind of hopsing. Like, I should have, you know, I should have hit it when I had a chance. And now, I, you know, running off with this other guy. He, what? I think she ended up pregnant with him. Yeah, he, still, like he was still taking care of the Yeah. Kid. I mean, I mean, he just has some bad luck, B. It's hard to I'm take. I'm saying now everybody just gets punani thrown at him like you, B. Man, shit, it's hard, it's hard to it's hard to take that seriously. You hear songs like "Rip Your Head, Rip Your Heart Out," and then you get to songs like that. Man. He can't like, write love songs. He can't try to bury his content. It just it just doesn't. I like, I won't fuck with it. It's cool. <laughs> I mean, he can give me give me the give me the hip hop sinister. Like give me those tracks. Yeah, like. this was a cool project. I think I'm kind of like B. He Hip Hop Sinister was one of my favorite tracks on here. I like the way he opened the album with explaining like where he's been, the delay in release now, really just giving like a, a backstory on you know, on everything, and kind of really setting the tone for for this project. Hop his back was cool. I think that was a single that dropped. Where you know, going at Kanye and, and all the other stuff. Uh, who's there? I like you, FIFA. I did like that one. I, I like Jared's verse on that man. Jared's verse was good. All three of them. All three. Jared took the show. Yeah, Jared. Uh, Jared. Jared was nice on there. I think there were definitely some some tracks that I was not 100 percent on that I personally didn't didn't care for, but I understood what he was going for. <laughs> Like B said, you know, I think with some of the long love songs, I think he's just trying to vary his content and not be mm -hmm. one dimensional. But I can appreciate him trying to be more of an artist and do something, you know, I, I, you know do something and, different. But the thing is, is like, do you feel that like it was, it was done bad or poorly or anything he, like he's, that? He's done them before. Like he's, he's, he's made songs like that before. Mm -hmm. I think, and I think you may have said this, towards the end of the album, maybe the last three songs, didn't have a lot of energy to them. Mm -hmm. And that's when it kind of started to tell off a little bit. I didn't really like the last three songs that much. The story in Dream Forever was cool, but you know, the more introspective songs, you know, of him just explaining, you know, out of his mouth, you know, just how he's, he feels about, you know, things that's going on like shit. So, um, but that's cool. Like I said, he's just trying to be, uh, uh, I guess, an artist that can do multiple things. And, you know, he's gonna hit or miss with, you know, at least for me, 
But um, but all in all, man, yeah, it was it was it was a cool project. I I have no issues with the, it. The first half of the um project was more energetic than the second half. Not saying like the whole second half is it doesn't have energy whatsoever because he has some tracks sprinkled in there. But I just feel like the begin like when it came on, it was just energy, 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 I, and that's what Hobson is. So like as the project went on, it just you know it just mellow it evened out. I think it was balanced. I think what, what I think it's probably has more to do with what B was saying, like the sequencing for you may have not resonated um, that much. But I think he, I think there was a little bit balance between the energy, then it goes here, yeah. and then it goes here, and then yeah. it goes there. What I'm saying is that the last three songs were kind of, too you know, mellow. yeah, too it wasn't too a good Yeah, yeah, and, and that's it. So that's where it kind of fell off of me. But were they overall bad songs? No, I think we got a chance to hear what Hobson is, you know what, what Hobson's building, and I, you know, it's, it's cool with that. I mean, he's been gone for a minute. You know, he hasn't released a project in a while, and he made the cover and all this other stuff. So he wants to put out something. He wants to give the people stuff. He wants to give people a little bit of everything because they've been waiting for so long. So it's all, all man. Yeah, I, I like the lunchroom cipher. I thought that was cool. Hip hop cinema was probably my favorite song on there. Jaren was dope. I think every, I think all the features were were, were pretty good. I was surprised at the singing though. I didn't. I didn't. Which singing? He was, singing? yeah. He's always done that. Yeah, I, I guess I just never knew it was him then. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 I didn't, baby. <laughs> but, but yeah, but it was a lot of it on here. Um, he did a lot of singing. But yeah, overall, I, I think he put out a, a, yeah, I liked it. I liked this project. I thought it was really good. I thought it was going to be whack, to be honest. Because of all the stuff that he was putting out, all the, the, the press he'd been releasing about changing his morals and how he you know, was talking to God. He was like, man. Committed suicide. I didn't hear anything about it. Yeah, he was talking about kind of. He said, Hobson? It he said it on Twitter. Yeah. You sure not, you're thinking of Childish Gambino? Nah, Hobson said he was going to commit yeah. suicide? He said something, he had something about the label and then something about suicide. Yeah. I didn't see that. But yeah. no. If I saw that, I might have got more hope for the project. <laughs> but no, it was all the like, you know, I thought he was going to be another Christian rapper because he was talking about, you know, all these morals and shit. And I was like, oh, man, God, I don't need this. But. I'm glad I was wrong. Hobson's always been one of those guys that always has really, really, really good songs, but he cannot compose an album that way, like a good cohesive album. Like Raw was good, it had great songs, but as an album, it didn't have a very cohesive feel. And I feel like with this project, I thought he did a great job of making a cohesive album. As far as, you know, the, the, the first half and the second half and the energy thing goes, I do agree the last three songs were a little bit off, but I mean, Tears of Snow wasn't a very energetic song. Like, I think that he he mixed those songs that B might not like in with the songs that B did like, because that's what you do with the cohesive album. You sprinkle those songs in, because if he made the first half all songs B would like, and then the second half just all these like girly songs, it just comes off like awkward. You know, like you said, the, the, the references to M are always there, but he was giving you lines on this that sound like they could be old school M lines. Like the, the thing about sticking his what did he say? Stick my dick in a in a bitch's syphilis cooch or something like that, and, or uppercutting you so many times like you have nodding yes. Like those are the kind of lines that I feel like people were looking for M to say on on Marshall Mathers LP two. But I don't think those are like disses. Like those 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 comparisons are like good comparisons yeah. because yeah. it's not like he's taking on the bad side of M because he's still doing those like those kind of side eye disses Hobson does, and which which brings me to my next point like. Anyone that says that Hobson is just a rapper that got big off of diss and other rappers, like, listen to this album, there's so much growth there. So much growth, like, he's covering 
all kinds of topics. Now, you still have the same uh, concepts as Raw, you know, I'm dope, or, you know, uh, mainstream rappers are whack, or, you know, women suck. But this time he's just doing it better. When Nolly Trey flipping, I like that song because I like how he's describing how dope he is, but he's using like all these skate references. And if you don't skate, it's almost like you might just completely miss him. But like he's talking about, I never land in primo, or uh, I'm hitting shit regular because my switch sucks. That's creative, and that's not something that Hopton has really done in the past, and that's not something that most rappers do either. Yeah, that's not one of Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It did. Really, like, I mean, yeah, I'm sure I think a lot of people. I'm like, what the fuck is a Nolly I'm like, it yeah. like, it's shit. That's what it's I a, thought. I was like, no, it's, 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 it's a 360 flip off off the front of your board. Oh, okay. Which yeah. I can never do, but he can barely do them. So hey, congrats to Hopson. I never. Yeah, that that song went over my head. Uh, Hip Hop Sinister, you already talked about that, love which I love that track. Uh, Rip Your Heart Out, I think y'all talked about that one too. The niggas are coming, niggas are coming! <laughs> I love that. That should have you crying. Yeah. But um, I think those are the only ones that really, really stood out. But for the yeah. most part, I like the whole the whole album. Even those love songs, uh, they didn't bother me. Good guys get left, good guys get left. That's something that you haven't heard from Hopson either. But it was like a silly add-on track. It didn't bother me that much. The, the concept can get a little bit too whiny like there's only so much you can take of my life sucks i'm confused or you know uh, i don't know who i am there's only so much you can take of that before you start sounding like you're complaining a little bit too much but at the same time you gotta you gotta respect an artist being honest you know rick ross wouldn't do something like that so i took this as this is supposed to be like his kind of his breakout album right like this was the first album on the new funk volume, volume. Yeah. But when you listen to this album, it doesn't seem like he's trying to get new fans. Because like you said, with Nolly Trey flipping, you wouldn't have got that because you don't skate and you don't and if you were a brand new uh fan, you wouldn't even know that he skated. Yeah. So that song like that would completely go over your head. And anything else that he's talking about, like referencing Ruthless Records, you're not gonna understand that either. So I feel like this album was more for his core fans and not really for new fans. And that could be kind of a problem because a lot of people right now don't, they kind of have a buzz. They kind of like heard Hobson's name, but they don't know him that well, like maybe we do. So when they hear this album, they're going to be confused by a lot of things on it. But that's a very, very, very small, and small, it's small. It's funny you said it because I think that's what, I remember when we uh, talked to him, he was saying that he wanted this album to be for his like core fans. Did he say that? Yeah, remember okay, he was saying, well, I, want, I want this album, I want my core fans to be like, yes, this is the Hobson that we love, and blah, blah, blah. So I think he was, like you said, that's I think he was going for, for his, his core fans, his diehard fans. Well, that's what he was trying to do, and I think he accomplished it, because this was the album that I wanted to get from him. I didn't have any real issues with this album. I, I liked the, the hardcore. <laughs> what was the song where he was really aggressive Hip -hop. on it? Hip Hop Sister. Yeah. Yeah. I like songs like that, but I still liked songs where he was just being silly, like, like uh, Give Me That Give Money. Me that money. You know, I think I think it adds a really good mixture to an album. So this is the first time I've really felt like Hobson put together a cohesive project. That's all I'm saying. And yeah, this, is, this is my favorite funk volume project so far. I feel everybody else's uh, opinions and, and, and criticisms and everything on, on this project. I personally prefer the energetic Hobson, but like I said, I, I still enjoyed the rest of the project because the content was very clever. Like it, it was stuff that I could relate to. So that's that's why I wasn't. I don't deem it bad. I, I actually enjoyed it. But again, I enjoy the energetic, loud, you know, Hobson. That, that, that's what I like most. But overall, it definitely bumps in the whip. Definitely bumps in the whip.
this is for his fans. And you can hear that in, in the opening track, which is like an open letter to them. Like, you know, this is why it's been so long. This is why I haven't dropped anything since the Double the XL cover. And, you know, it's been three years since I put out an album. So I want to kind of give you guys you know, just a little bit of a backstory there. But all in all, man, I, I think he, you know, he, he did a good job with this album. And, you know, he put together uh, a project that I, I believe and that the hop, that Hobson fans will love and enjoy. So, yeah, go 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 pick it up. Like Ken said, I think a lot of his core Hobson fans will love this album. I just like the more hip-hop sinister. Like, give me stuff like that. That's just me personally. It's just a preference. But, you know, all the little sprinkled tear snow and and dream forever and all that stuff. That that's just I wouldn't I wouldn't really feel in all that stuff. It kind of messed it up for me when you have those favorite songs and then you got those songs coming right after the next. But you know I still it was a cool project. I still I still enjoyed it. But that's all I got. I think this was a great project. This was what I wanted Hobson to do. I wanted him to show that he's not just a one-dimensional rapper. He's not just this punchline rapper. He's not just this guy that goes at mainstream artists. He's a guy that can actually put together a project. And I'm glad he took his three years and did what he had to do to make sure he gave you something that was better than his last project. But I do think this was better than Raw. Actually, I think that this was Raw just composed better because like I said, it was the same concept, the same ideas, just better songs, better production, him rhyming better. So yeah, I mean, that's really all I gotta say. I think that he did a great job and I'm glad that, that he is becoming a real artist and people are actually noticing that. Just go buy this shit, man. Support Hobson, support independent music. I'm not saying it's <laughs> Yeah, pick it up.